Welcome to Wake Forest University Department of Counseling Podcast. I'm Dr. Bob Nations, and with me is my co-host and colleague, Dr. Shannon Warden. Bob. Yes. Cheyenne Carter. Yay. Dr. Carter is back. I love her. I love your energy. Hello, everyone. <laughs> People are knowing Cheyenne or maybe potential student, you need, you're going to want to know her. Um, just a lot of energy. And, you know, I know if she's ever like just on an off day or something, even then it's kind of, kind of upbeat. It's just <laughs> still one level up. Yeah. It's like one level down or 10 levels up. Or whatever. What's really scary is when you get me on caffeine, then it's about 25 <laughs> levels up. I try to stay away from that. Really? She's in caffeine therapy. <laughs> Well, listen, Shane, we're um, glad to, of course, have you anytime that we can talk to you. And uh, I, I'm excited, Bob. She's going to talk to us about networking and uh, private practice, just giving a few tidbits. Obviously, she could lead a whole morning or a whole day session, seminar on this topic. But, Shane, certainly in my time of knowing you, I've watched you um, be a connector of people kind of an innovator, I would say, in that way, that you're always thinking, how can I build these bridges? So talk to us a little bit about that. How, how is it that that's like that for you? What, what makes you be that way, that you're thinking networking all the time? Sure. Well, I think part of it is just having a um, priority on connections, and that's part of what drew me into the counseling field and part of what I like about doing work with my clients. And I think particularly about doing um, – a lot of my work focused on relationships and couples counseling because I'm trying to help couples have strong connections and help them um, live life together. And so I think it's in some ways a natural kind of extension over into looking at how communities can be strong and specifically how mental health community can be strong among colleagues. And so um, one of the first places that I worked coming out of my master's program was a private practice and um, someone owned it and I worked underneath her. And it was a beautiful model. I mean, it was a, it was a large private practice. There were about 18 of us. And so there was a lot of opportunities for interaction. Um, well, there were a lot of what you thought were going to be opportunities for interaction. But in working there, what I noticed was there's 18 other people in this building, but I hardly ever see anybody. Or I'll see you in the hallway, and I'll wave at you, or maybe we'll be able to grab lunch. And so I started to see how private practice could be pretty isolating in that you're really focused on being there with your clients, and then when your time is up, you just want to go home. And so I knew I wanted to do private practice, but I also was aware that that extrovert in me and the, the social aspect of me just, I felt more and more depleted as a clinician. And so I really started to turn my focus to um, the bigger kind of picture. I also was aware as a clinician, one of the most important things we can do is have strong referral networks, not just for ourselves to build our business, but to make sure that we're connecting our clients to other appropriate resources or just the fact that people know we're clinicians. We're going to have neighbors and friends asking us about um, I think already this morning I've gotten three texts about, do you know someone for this type of person? And those aren't, most of those people are my friends. They're also clinicians, but they're friends. And so I just want to make sure that I can do a good job with that. And so um, I think that being outside in the community is super important to build our businesses, but also to continue to serve. Mm -hmm. um, and so my eye has just kind of always been mm -hmm. on that and watching people who do that well and watching organizations that do that well and then trying to figure out how I can bring that to this community of Winston-Salem. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's thoughtful. That's great. And using technology, too. Bob, Absolutely. I don't know if you're on the uh, couple of groups. I think, don't you have a couple of groups mm -hmm. now? Well, there's a couple. So there is a group in Winston-Salem. It's a Facebook group that I'm an administrator um, with a couple of other clinicians. Mm -hmm. And then um, that's a primary one. And then I have a, a networking group in town that I've um, worked to put together. Yeah. And we don't have a Facebook page as much because there's already several other ones in town. And there's kind of this, it's not competition. It's just you don't want to reinvent wheels. Right. Um, and it's been a beautiful model for people to be able to put out referral requests and to mm -hmm. connect about other specific mm -hmm. topics and 
again, I think just to have a, that general sense of togetherness, even when we're all in our own isolated offices. Mm-hmm. And That's I like some to great know points. It yeah. is, and using technology to you, mm-hmm. I think is um, cool. This isn't just somebody who's got a heart for connection, but let's yeah. really see how we can operationalize this, make it mm-hmm. make it work. Yeah. And, and you're so valued in, in, in doing that and knowing that there's resources out there. Because just like you said, rarely does a week go by somebody doesn't call me and say, here's s- what's going on with somebody and I need a referral. Mm-hmm. Where do I go? Yeah, and I think that that's a, it's a, such a neat way to serve because it's available Absolutely. to anybody that I know. I mean, I don't advertise. I don't have, like, on my front door, please call me for referrals. Um you don't and have I, like a wrap on your car. I know. <laughs> I've always wanted that with a picture. Like the realtors have, like their picture oh, on the right. door would be awesome. I can write that off as a business expense. I should consider that. I wish you would. <laughs> and awesome. you, you know, you want to be careful because, and I think maybe that's one, maybe, and maybe a little bit more of an unconscious process. But you know, I always want to have appropriate boundaries. And so even when people start talking to you about things, you know, I'm really quick to refer. Yeah. Like, right. you know, Cheyenne, I have this issue. Blah blah blah. Oh, that's great. I know the stairs with this. That would be a great, you know, option <laughs> for you. Which in some ways is also my way of kind of closing the gate oh, of yes. like I'm not going to be your counselor. So um, maybe there's a, a self-serving, a healthy self-serving purpose of that as well. Um, but the thing that that I've also found to be true in the course of my career. I used to work a lot with military in the military community, and what stood out to me was that there were so many resources for people who were in the military for mental health support, both within the military system and in the civilian world, but how few service members and their family members knew about them. And so I had this kind of sadness around, like, there's all these great options, but no one's connecting to them. If there's not, you know, if if accessibility exists, but it doesn't actually get to the client, it's really pointless. Mm -hmm. And so... In my mind, that that being able to be that conduit or being able to be that go-between of um, helping people connect to what's out there, I just think is such an important part of what we do. Mm. And you get a lot of energy from it, too. Yeah, (laughs) and it's fun. I mean, we had a cookout. So the networking group that I have led, we usually have about four or five events a year, and it's random. And small group, big group. Sometimes we have a specific topic that we explore as a group together, like neurofeedback. We had someone come and talk about small business um, taxes. It was a CPA. Had the physical therapist come and talk about pelvic health and pelvic pain, um, which is really applicable for a lot of us working with clients with um, sexual dysfunction and things like that. Um, so that was, I mean, so there's an opportunity to learn. Um, but then, like with the cookout, we're just hanging out, and it's so fun. Where it's kind of that whole compound interest idea and kind of like the LinkedIn way of of um, of networking, where you know if. If I know you and you bring two of your friends, well, now there's two new people for me to meet. And those two people bring two of their friends. And so it's so fun to get to see those established relationships. But almost every single time we do something, there's somebody new there to meet as well, which is a lot of fun. Hmm. So I'm thinking, um, we're typically, Bob and you and I are thinking about the student, either current or potential. Mm -hmm. And we're also thinking about practicing clinicians now. So I'm thinking for the student, Mm -hmm. um, Cheyenne, what would you recommend because they're getting mm-hmm. a lot of good energy a lot of good ideas from you um i think and i think the take home i think is you know pay attention to what the needs are but maybe they don't know where to start you know how do they know where to start yeah and getting curious and this is what i love about working with our online students is you know i don't know your community i might i mean there's a few communities i have lived in and i've actually been able to connect some of our students in texas to supervisors and mm-hmm. internship sites um who they have used their networking well with me but i don't know your community but i can help you learn how to um, you know, find the hooks or find, you know, where you can connect. So a lot of towns have networking groups of therapists or they have um, organizations that offer free CEU trainings. A lot of your psychiatric hospitals, um, substance abuse programs will offer those free to the community. And a lot of times to 
um, clinicians. And a lot of times students can attend those either for free or for low cost. And so when you go to those events, it's a training, you learn something, isn't that lovely? And you get to meet other people who are in your community. And so um, another piece of that is that many state organizations have um, regional divisions as well. And so encouraging students to research that. See if there's already some groups that are meeting in your town mm-hmm. that are part of your professional associations. It's a great way. I think too many students wait until after graduation, after already you know struggling sometimes to find practicum and internship sites. It's like start as early as you can in immersing yourself in the community, and sometimes that's going to lead to good site placements. Mm-hmm. Right, and employment. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was just thinking, you know, as you were talking about that, you know, here at Wake Forest we have our – Masters in counseling and um, on campus for the school counseling and clinical mental health. And then online we have a school counseling and clinical mental health as well as a master's in human services. So um, the students will all do some internships. And when I'm supervising internship, in fact, this week I had a conversation where one of our students had provided a, a, a paper, an evaluation of a paper and a report as part of the assignment to the group. Uh, but yet her supervisor at her site thought that was so good and said, why don't you go present this to an agent? And it's in a, a town I don't know, a, mm-hmm. a, a state I'm not f- familiar with. And she said that that will create good connections and mm-hmm. good networking for us. And so they're, they're doing some networking there, but promoting our students. Mm-hmm. And that's a chance, once again, to start looking for employment. And we talked about uh, what she wants to do when she graduates and what she wants to do. So she's getting well-connected and just little, little things like that will really make a difference. Well, it makes me think about planned happenstance and career yeah. theory and how, yeah. you know, there's opportunities that arise at times, but so many times it's about our availability. Yes. So just sit back and just think luck, luck is going to happen and just happenstance, but it's planned happenstance. What mm-hmm. opportunities can I plan that will increase the likelihood of meeting someone that I need to know, but I don't even know who they are yet. And so, um, I think that for extroverts, it's easy, and a lot of us crave that, and so that's neat. It's a great way to do it. I think that you've got to think about who you are and how to find a sustainable balance in your career. Um, so if you love doing the networking, let that be a really active part. For sometimes students who are more introverted, they hate this part, and that's okay too. I mean, there's no judgment around that, but you do need to be creative then around you know, how you're going to build a business model if you do private practice where you can not do as much networking and out there, but still have the connections and find the referrals. And so sometimes that's when it's nice to, you know, at least be part of a small group that does consultation or um, events that maybe you do go to more trainings because those feel safer, like you have a purpose. Um, So, but just making sure that you're kind of tracking what it is that you're doing. And so there is a place I think for, no matter what your personality type is, there's a place in in the field for you. That's a good message Mm -hmm. for the student or for the, you know, the practicing clinician who's thinking, how do I, maybe make some changes. I'm thinking even maybe an element we've not talked about just yet, but um, even for that clinician who's maybe kind of gotten a little bored or kind of stalled out in some ways or was out for a while and now they're back in for whatever reasons or, you know, whatever. I don't know. There's so many possibilities, but, you know, I need to get connected. How do I get connected in a way that's uh, practical for me and, um, and meaningful? Mm -hmm. Um, And there is so much, so much to give. So, um, so much can, so much can come through connection. So uh, wherever we're at on our continuum, student or clinician, uh, these are some good ideas. And you know, in terms of just looking for opportunities, not recreating the wheel, uh, perhaps re- cre- perhaps creating a wheel where a wheel is needed, and uh, just being aware too. I think is a real uh, theme in, in your message, Cheyenne. Is a, what are the needs, my personal and professional needs amongst those? Not only the community needs and client needs; those are very important, but also what about mine? And um, how do I find my fit? How do I find my place? 
And that's pretty exciting stuff, Bob. That is. We need to talk to you more, actually. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to bait our listeners with another episode with Dr. Carter where we'll talk to her about uh, just some ins and outs of private practice. Because I'm watching you. You're doing that at a really high level. And I think you've got a lot to offer yeah. our listeners. So let's, let's bait them back, Bob. Let's do it. Because I, I know students sometimes, or potential students, come in and you know, say, what would you like to practice when you graduate? What kind of uh, vocation would you like to go into? And some, some will say, I want to go into private practice. Mm-hmm. It's not so easy just to transition into that. So that might be a good topic to talk about sometime. I would love to do that because good. I think at you know, Wake Forest University that um, there's such strong training, and I think you guys are – uh, our students end up being really ready to, to provide a high level of clinical services. And I know a lot of strong clinicians who have failed miserably at private practice because it's not mm-hmm. a, it is a business. And so being able to hold both the clinical skills and the business um, uh, mindset is, is key. So I would love to talk with you all more about that. Okay. You'll be coming back. I'd like me. to. I enjoy talking. So <laughs> as a counselor, tuned. I have to listen often. So it's fun when I get to talk. <laughs> Cheyenne, Bob. Stay tuned. Well, absolutely. <clears throat> and then the frog is in my throat there. <laughs> it's the frog and Shannon, Cheyenne and Bob. We did it again. <laughs> we did it again.